0: The conductor of the story train I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap With a little white birdie on the front And my favorite overalls All aboard the story train Find a comfy seat We're about to leave the station And you know what that means We're going someplace new One whistle, we're on our way I wonder where story train will lead us this time We're entering the rainbow tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. Oh, this is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. We're on the side of a mountain where a poor family is in need of some magic to make ends meet. Today's story is about how two children have a life-changing, enchanted Halloween. It's called A Tale for Halloween. Babette and Antone were the children of a very poor woodcutter. They lived in a little cottage on the side of a steep mountain, and the mountain looked down upon a great forest. Now, even though Babette's and Anton's father toiled in this forest from dawn until dark, he earned very little. After all, wood in their region was plentiful, and there were a lot of woodcutters. Their mother also worked very hard. She made fine laces, which Antone carried to the market to sell. But in spite of all their efforts, the poor parents were rarely able to give their children more than bread and broth to eat. Despite this, Babette and Antoine were happy little children and never thought of their poverty. This is the power of parents' love for their children, is it not? Even so, it worried the woodcutter that his children had not yet gone to school. Their mother taught Anton and Babette to read and write so that the other children would not be too far ahead of them, and Anton and Babette studied their lessons diligently. Since Antoine was a few years older than Babette, he would often practice math on the hearthstone, with a bit of charcoal for a pencil. His mother would sigh sadly as she saw him working so hard with so little. Antone did not like his mother to be sad, and so he always laughed to cheer her up. Never fear, mother, he would say. Soon I shall send myself to school. My vegetable patch does finely. Then, when I am a great scholar, you will be poor no longer. Father will have a team of oxen, and you will have a fine satin gown. Babette will have a dozen real dolls to play with instead of the turnip dollies she now rocks in her dolly cradle, and she'll be able to go to school with me, too. Ah, Antone, my son, his mother would answer with a sigh. Unless you make your great fortune as a toy maker, I fear you will have no fortune at all. Your fingers are as clever as a wizard's even now. And though you are past ten years old, your father and I cannot spare you to go to school, though we want to more than anything. We must all work so very hard to survive. I wish it wasn't so, my dear son. But it was so, just as she said. And so Antone made boats from bits of cedar wood, and when he had fitted them with sails, they were finer than any little boats coming out of a shop. He carved a doll's cradle from a pine knot, and for a doll he painted the white face of a turnip until it looked like the face of a fair maiden. So blue were this turnip doll's eyes, and so pink were her cheeks. Her hair of golden corn silk fell in such waves, and her robe of young cabbage leaves was so green and beautiful. Then, as often as this turnip doll faded and began to shrivel, Antone made another, which Babette declared was always more beautiful than the one before. Babette had never been to the village, and therefore knew nothing of real dolls. She loved her turnip babies tenderly indeed. She always carried them in her arm when she went with Antone to meet their father and sang them little songs as she rocked them to sleep. Now it happened one night, just the night before Halloween, that Antone sat carving jack-o'-lanterns to sell in the village. Babette, who was rocking her doll to sleep, sat watching him. Being only six years old and quite sheltered living up in the mountainside, she knew almost nothing about the fun which comes with Halloween. She listened wide-eyed with wonder to Antone, who knew everything about jack-o'-lanterns. When she heard that boys and girls dressed like goblins and witches and frolicked in the village streets, Babette made up her mind to frolic this Halloween too. How fine it must be, she cried, clapping her hands. Halloween must be a lot like Christmas. Well, it's not quite as lovely as Christmas, Babette, answered Antone as he carved the teeth in the last jack-o'-lantern, but Halloween is fun nevertheless. It is nice to see the jack-o'-lanterns bobbing up and down with their faces grinning in the candlelight, and on Halloween, the boys and girls play pranks, but everyone laughs and it's cheerful on that night. Antone finished the jack-o'-lantern and piled it with a dozen more in his little cart. He would sell them all in the village when he took his vegetables to market the next day. No one else could carve such splendid pumpkin faces as Antone could, and he figured he'd make some good money for the family. "'Oh, then let us go and play pranks and have fun in the village, too,' Antone cried Babette. "'Mother can make us goblin dresses, and there is still one great pumpkin in your garden for a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, what fun we will have!' Bad bet, exclaimed Antone in astonishment. Wherever did you get such an idea? Halloween in the village is not for us. Mother has no time to make us goblin costumes, and even if she did, she has no material to use. Besides, how would we find our way home through the forest after dark? Oh, you know the way through the forest, Antone, insisted Babette And if Mother can't make us goblin costumes, we can go without It'll be dark and our jack-o'-lantern will be as fine as any Please, she begged, I have never celebrated Halloween Now, Babette, I tell you we cannot go to the village tomorrow night, said Antone I certainly could not find my way home through the forest after dark And we would both be lost So that's the end of it Antone spoke sternly, and Babette burst into tears. She cried and cried until Antone said, Oh, now, Babette, look, I just can't take you to the village. But if you stop this weeping, I'll make a little Halloween party here just for you and me tomorrow, okay? Now promise me you won't cry anymore. Babette dried her eyes and promised. Will we wear goblin costumes or ghost costumes, Antone, she asked. Oh, ghost costumes, I think, Babette, Antone said with a smile. But don't tell mother and father about our little plan. It's just for us. Shh. And so it was decided. And when Antone returned from the village on Halloween evening, the children quickly ate their suppers and rushed off to bed. But instead of putting their pajamas on, they wrapped their white bedsheets over their heavy outdoor coats. Ah, yes, this will do for ghost costumes, whispered Antone. And when all was still, and they were sure that their parents were asleep, they crept softly out of the cottage. In the moonlight, one of Antone's jack-o'-lanterns was grinning broadly to greet them. (laughs) Look, Pumpkin is smiling at us, laughed Babette. She was very happy, for her first Halloween celebration was about to begin. Antone struck a match to light the candle in the pumpkin, but found that there was no candle in the jack-o'-lantern, Oh, I put the candle in, I know I did, he said in surprise. He searched in the dark, and Babette stopped her laughing. Antone looked around, and there, beneath the bench, lay the remainder of his precious candle. It was chewed to bits, and the wick was in shreds. Oh, Babette, cried Antone, a wicked rat has stolen our candle, and I paid a whole dollar for it, too. Oh, the naughty rats, cried Babette, bursting into tears. She stamped her little foot and sent the jack-o'-lantern rolling off the bench. It struck the earth with a bump and dented its nose. Now, Babette, what a baby you're being. See what you've done. And after I worked so hard on our Halloween pumpkin, exclaimed Antone, he stooped to pick up the pumpkin, but the pumpkin was too quick for him. (laughs) Ha <laughs> Oh, no, you don't, laughed Pumpkin in a thick, throaty sort of voice. Babette smashed my nose a little, but that's no matter on a Halloween night. Goodbye, boys and girls, he called airily, and he rolled swiftly down the hill. Babette's eyes grew very large at a talking pumpkin, but Antone was determined not to lose his masterpiece. "'What? You come back here! You're my pumpkin!' cried Antone and started after the runaway. Babette followed just as fast as her little feet would carry her. "'Just you wait until he rolls down into the vegetable garden!' shouted Antone to Babette as he chased the swiftly rolling pumpkin. "'Ho, ho, ho! He'll have to stop at the hedge!' He took his little sister's hand to help her run faster. Pumpkin rolled along just in front of them, but always just out of their reach." When he reached the hedge, he gave a great leap and landed directly in the vegetable patch. Ha, ha, come on, you turnips, come on, you carrots, called Pumpkin as he rolled along. At his words, the carrots and turnips tore themselves from their beds and followed after him, shouting. Come on, come on, called Pumpkin, and parsnips and beets followed the carrots and turnips. Ha, 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 look at Antone following us, yelled Pumpkin, and all his vegetable followers turned and laughed in derision ordinary nights you may be master Antone cried the vegetables but not on Halloween this is our night well you wait until Babette and I catch you and then we'll see how hard you'll laugh called Antone angrily to see his vegetable patch ruined made him furious but the vegetables didn't care Ho, ho! it's Halloween it's Halloween sang pumpkin turning handsprings as he rolled along and the rest of the vegetables did cartwheels as they went careering after him It was absolute mayhem. Antone and Babette followed them with determination. They were not children who gave up easily. Follow me, follow me, sang Pumpkin as he led the way to a tiny door that opened beneath the forest. Turnips and carrots squeezed through, and Antone, fearing that he and Babette would be left behind, took his little sister in his arms and ran faster. Just as he reached the little door, a rough potato tried to slam it right in his face but Antone was too quick for him. He ran through and climbed down the hole into the underground forest. There he continued the chase, still carrying Babette. The ground here was springy and elastic, and with each step, Antone began to gain on the enchanted vegetables. We'll catch up to them, declared Antone as they ran along. Even as he spoke, Potato stubbed his toe, but Babette sprang down from her brother's arms and grabbed him. She held him firmly, although he squirmed and tried his best to break free. "'Help! Help!' bawled Potato when he saw he was a prisoner. "'Oh, Pumpkin, wait for me!' he cried. The tears streamed from his eyes, and Potato looked truly sad. At his cries, Pumpkin turned round, and all vegetables followed their leader. "'Come on now, Antonin Babette,' began Pumpkin in a persuasive voice. "'You might let us have one night off, you know. Halloween is our night!' Somewhere on his run, Pumpkin had picked up two twigs, and on these he now balanced himself rather unsteadily as legs. His leaves sprung out from either side of his body now like arms. He looked so very jolly, and his grin was so very broad that Antone was inclined to give up the prisoner. But just then he thought of the ruined vegetable garden and grew very angry again. It is all very well for you to be polite, Pumpkin, and try to save your potato, friend, said Antone. But this is the very fellow that tried to slam the door in mine and my sister's face not two seconds ago. Oh, Antone, cried Potato, that's wrong, just wrong. It was three seconds ago, as true as I live. I looked at my watch just as I was trying to pinch your nose in the underground door, and it's quite three seconds ago, maybe even four. Oh, hush up, cried Pumpkin. That's no way to talk when you're trying to beg for your freedom, you silly potato. Let him off for my sake, Antone, he continued in a most winning voice. I'm always stuck in the vegetable patch. Have a heart. Wouldn't you take the first chance to have a fun night out if you could? Ho, ho, ho. Halloween magic has touched us. And finally, finally, we can live a little. Let us. But Pumpkin, replied Antone, think of my vegetable garden. It is ruined. I was saving all my vegetable money so that Babette and I could go to school one day. And now that dream is ruined because all of you magical vegetables have picked up and left me. We'll make up the vegetable patch to you, replied Pumpkin, won't we, gang? We will, we will, called the vegetables in chorus, and the potato in Babette's little fist yelled the loudest of all. There now, you see we mean no harm, declared Pumpkin. Ho ho, so let Potato go. Then you can both join us for our Halloween party. At the magic word's Halloween party, Babette released Potato at once. So peace was made and the children followed the bobbing turnips, onions, and other assorted vegetables. Then shouts were heard and Pumpkin ordered a halt. Presently they were joined by a dozen or more cabbages. (sighs) <sighs> "'You're a rude lot,' panted the cabbages. "'There we were, sitting in the storeroom, waiting for you all to call us, "'and the first thing we knew we saw you pelting off down the hill like mad things.' "Oh "'My goodness!' said a very stout cabbage who was terribly out of breath. Oh, "'I'll have to take off my outer leaves before I go another step. "'I feel as though I've been boiled.' Antone recognized the cabbages at once. "'Why, you are Mr. Minette's cabbages from the next cottage over, are you not?' he inquired politely as they marched along. "'Why, if it isn't little Antone, the woodcutter's son!' exclaimed the very stout cabbage. "'Yes, we come from Minette's farm. Mother Minette saved us for pickling, "'but we fooled her and slipped out of the storeroom when she was not looking. "'Ho, ho, ho! We cabbages are not so green as we look!' All the cabbages laughed at this and Antone and Babette were surprised to find that they were laughing too. As they all went marching on, Pumpkin sang and danced in the lead and the onions and carrots echoed his hearty songs. Then some great black cats with shining yellow eyes stepped from behind the trees and each cat was soon joined by its owner who was none other than a real witch, each with a tall peaked hat and carrying a broomstick. The cabbages, who were a friendly lot, introduced Antone and Babette to these witches, and the witches seemed pleased to meet the children. They do not seem to be wicked witches, do they, Antone? whispered Babette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear! replied a witch who overheard. We are not a bit wicked on Halloween, you must know this. Any other night I'd probably be quite mischievous. It is my nature to stir up trouble, you know. But not on Halloween! With that, she reached into her bag and handed Babette a piece of candy. Babette, who was very fond of sweets, gobbled it up quickly. Oh, you shouldn't eat that up so quickly, my dear, said the witch. It is rare for witches to give treats, and when they do, the treats should be treasured. Here is another to keep in your pocket, and then you will never be without a treat when you want one. And with that, the witch handed Babette another sweet babette thanked the witch so warmly that the witch was charmed and took her to ride on her broomstick before the group continued to march along every vegetable was singing a different halloween song in a different key and they all had voices that sang out of tune but no one cared it was good fun babette her white bedsheet flapping in the breeze was riding on the witch's broomstick just slightly off the ground so she could keep up with the group without anton carrying her the whole way When they reached the dancing floor, it was all lit up with millions and millions of glowworms and an orchestra of 10,000 frogs hummed lively tunes in their throats. Pumpkin seized a handful of glowworms and put them on his head. Then with his features all shining with the light of his makeshift hat, he cried out, we're ready for the Halloween dance. Instead of taking partners, the vegetables just plunged onto the floor and began to jump about like mad. If they fell down, they did not jump up at once, but rolled around the floor. Toad and Babette could not stop laughing. It was such a funny sight. The witches took their brooms and flew around the dance floor in a circle. Babette danced the hardest of all. She wasn't much better at dancing than any of the vegetables, but she enjoyed herself wildly, singing at the top of her voice. Come and dance too, Antone, called Babette as she went jumping past her brother, but he shook his head and laughed. I am too big, he said. I am ten, you know. What nonsense, cried their friend the witch who circled by on her broomstick. Ten is exactly the right age to have fun. She raised her broom playfully, and before he knew it, she'd swept Antone into the middle of the dance floor. What could he do but start boogieing? As the night grew later, the frogs hummed faster. But hum as fast as they would, they could not keep up with those frisky dancing vegetables. Beets and cauliflowers continued to bob up and down. Cabbages from Minnit's farm lost leaf after leaf. Carrots and onions grew battered from tumbling about, and the merry din of song and laughter grew louder and louder. Good gracious me cried a witch suddenly. "'The glowworms have gone out. "'It's nearly morning. "'Everyone who needs to get back to that vegetable patch "'better be on their way.' "'Not me!' cried Pumpkin. "'I'm done with vegetable patches forever. "'This is far more fun.' "'We aren't going back either,' exclaimed the cabbages. "'We're going to turn savage and be wild cabbages "'for the rest of our days. "'We won't go back to Mother Minette's pickle jars, "'that's for sure.' Straight away, every vegetable began to raise its voice and declare that it would not go back to Antone's vegetable patch either. Oh, hush, all of you, cried the witch. Stay in the woods for the rest of your life, if you like. It has nothing to do to me, but what about your friends Antone and Babette? Who is going to take them home? Well, ma'am, replied Pumpkin with a low bow, we thought that you might be good enough to give them a ride home on your broomstick. But, Pumpkin, cried Antone in dismay, you promised to make it up to me and Babette if I let Potato go, and I think you should all return with me. I will not have any vegetables to sell for school fees if you all remain in the woods. Ho, ho, don't you worry about that, Antone, replied Pumpkin, with a lordly air. Here is a purse for each of you, and if you take good care never to lose these purses, you will have plenty of gold forever. And with that, the vegetables cried out goodbye, and Antone and Babette mounted the witch's broomstick. Oh, what a magical Halloween party, sighed Babette as she leaned her head on Antone's shoulder and fell fast asleep. The broomstick flew with the swiftness of an eagle, and the witch warned Antone to hold Babette with a firm grasp. One by one, the stars went out as they sped across the sky. The black cat steered and seemed to know the exact way to the woodcutter's cottage, for just as the dawn was breaking, the broomstick glided down to Babette's window. The witch shook hands with Antone, and the black cat politely jumped off the broomstick to help Antone with his little sister. But before the good cat could mount it again, the broomstick was off like a whirlwind, and the meowing little cat was left behind this broomstick is so wild i cannot stop it tonight called the witch from the clouds take good care of my cat until next halloween Whee! so antone put sleepy babette into her little bed and made the witch's black cat a comfortable bed in the kitchen then he lay down to sleep and dreamed of the halloween party until he was woken up by his mother "'Come, Antone!' she cried. "'I have good news for you. "'Look out the window and see the sweet black cat that sits in the sun. "'Such a cat coming to us on Halloween will surely bring us good luck. "'But come, my child, get up, for the sun is high "'and we need you to dig up your vegetables for market.' "'Oh, oh Mother, oh, my vegetables have gone wild in the forest,' muttered Antone. "'Ah, but it doesn't matter, for here is a purse of gold which they gave me, and Babette has one, too. (gasps) "'The cat is the black cat of the witch who brought us home on her broomstick so very late last night, "'so let me sleep, mother, for I am tired from dancing at the Halloween party.' "'And Antone closed his eyes and slept again, while his mother examined the purse with amazement. "'Antone, my son!' she screamed. "'Have you opened this purse?' Where have you been to gather such wealth? She shook him and gave him no peace at all until he woke up fully and told the whole story. I can't believe it, I can't believe it, their mother exclaimed. So then Babette, rubbing her eyes awake, showed the sweet which the witch had given her and their mother doubted the tale no longer. To receive a sweet from a witch is surely a mark of great favor, she said, and began to laugh through her relieved tears. Oh, I thought I was dreaming or that Antone raved of fever, for never in my life have I seen so much gold. It is like the fairies to bless the children of the poor, said the woodcutter. Now Antone and Babette will go to school at last. It would have been hard to find a happier family than the woodcutters after that. The children went to school, their mother no longer sighed with worry, and the woodcutter didn't have to work from dawn until dark each and every day. Oh, and each year on Halloween, Antone and Babette mounted the broomstick with their friend the witch and rode off to the Halloween party in the forest. There they always found Pumpkin rounder and jollier than the year before, and they always rode home across the sky just as the dawn was breaking." The black cat became so fond of Babette that it never went back to live with the witch, but remained with the woodcutter and his family and brought them good luck for the rest of their days. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the rainbow tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time. Go Kid Go Do you like to laugh?